This podcast is completely free of charge. However, if you are enjoying it, we would ask you to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to buy us a coffee, the details are in the show notes. Croeso i yma maedreigiau. Welcome to Here Be Dragons. Gyda cyfarwydd Cymru, with the storyteller of Wales, Professor Llysau. My story have you and a cisneg. Today's story is in English. All of these stories are 100% true, for a given value of true. Mary and the Devil. Long, long before the devil went down to Georgia, he came to Wales to sow mischief and try and gain himself a few souls into the bargain. And if you were to listen back to some of my own stories, you will find that there's a whole slew of them about the devil coming to Wales, and more even than I can tell. So I thought I'd finish off this week with the last two devil stories in this series. Today, it's Mary and the devil, and how she managed to beat him and gain something substantial from him in the process. Not far from the monastery of Strata, Florida, in mid-Wales, there was a river. Don't know why I say was, it's still there. It's called the Avon Monach, which means the Monk's River in Welsh. Now, this river ran along a deep gorge that over millions of years it had carved in the Welsh countryside. This, of course, made it incredibly difficult and dangerous to cross, and so a bridge was built, a simple rickety wooden bridge across the top part of the Munach. And the bridge stood there for many years, being maintained probably by the locals, the monks and anyone to whom it was an interest. And not far from this bridge, hundreds of years ago, there lived an old woman called Mary. Mary had lived alone for many years and gotten quite used to looking after herself. She didn't have much to be living on, to be honest, but she did have one special thing, which was a cow. Now this cow gave lakes of milk. So much milk that people in the area said it may have been descended from the legendary Vuch Vrech, that is the mottled cow of Hiraethog. Whether this was true or not, what was certain was that Mary made enough milk not only to keep herself going, but also to make cheese, which she could then sell in the local markets, and pay for her upkeep and everything that she needed. For you do find as you get older, what you need is less and less. Finding that she needed less and less, of course, meant that she could be a little bit more generous with what she had and so she would often have half a loaf of old stale bread to feed the birds in her apron, or an old piece of cheese to give to some stray animal or other. And so it was that she had some regular visitors, 
some stray cats, and one particular stray mangy dog which seemed to follow her whenever she left the house. She treated each according to his needs, never giving too much or too little, and trying to keep them all, to a degree, self-reliant. Mari was sensible though, she knew that her fate was tied in with that of this old cow of hers. And if anything was to happen to one of them, then surely the other would be in dire trouble. And so she cared for that cow like it was a member of her family. Which in some ways it was. And so life would have gone on quite happily for Mari and her cow had it not been for the night of the great storm. It was a storm of the century. You know, looking back on all of these stories, it's amazing how often there is a storm of the century. Sometimes it seems they're happening every other week. But enough of that. This particular storm came in all of a sudden. If Mary had not fallen asleep in her chair in front of the fire, then perhaps she would have seen the dark clouds rolling in from the direction of the sea. But as it happened, the first indication she had of it was a sudden flash of lightning and roll of thunder. Mary pulled herself upright as quick as she was able, went to the window and looked out. This was one heck of a storm. She'd seen a few in her time, but this one really took the bit. What was that? There she could see blowing in the wind the gate to the small pasture where she kept the cow. The gate was blowing because it had been unlatched by someone. It had been opened. And there was no sign of her cow. What was she to do? Well, she pulled her shawl tightly around her and set out into the storm to find her friend. She followed the path. What was left of it had been washed away by the rain. And as she came towards the river, she heard a great roaring noise. The rainwater had swollen the river to an enormous size, as big as she had ever seen it. And as she walked along one bank high above the gorge, she came towards where she knew the bridge was. But there was no bridge. That simple wooden bridge had been washed clear away by this great torrent of water. It was then to her great dismay that she saw, on the far bank, her sweet, precious cow. But how had it got to the other side? Cows don't usually cross bridges of their own volition, unless someone's leading them there, or someone's up to something. It was at that moment that Mary realised there was no way to get across to the other side to save her cow, and if she called to it, then it might try to cross the river back to her and fall in, and that might be the end of them both. As Mary sat in this pen-bleth, as we say in Wales, there was another great flash of lightning. 
and before her stood a tall, dark figure. And in old Welsh stories like these, a mysterious dark figure appearing out of nowhere can only mean one thing. That's right. It was the old boy. Old Nick. The devil himself. Come, come, why so glum? said the devil. Oh, it's my cow, mister, said Mary, not letting on that she knew who this was. You see, he, she's stuck over there on the other side of the river and I can't get to her and she can't get back to me. Really? Perhaps I can help you with that. Oh, could you, mister? Can, can you go across the river and get her? I can do better than that. That old wooden bridge just wasn't up to snuff. How would you like a nice new stone bridge? But, mister, that will take months and my cow needs me now. Oh, not for me. I have ways and means, old lady. Ways and means. And for this, I ask a particular price. What's that? Well, if I make you a bridge, then I need to have the first living thing that crosses it. Oh, well, I, I, I'm not sure. You haven't long to think. I must be on my way, said the devil, giving the old hard sales pitch. I need a decision from you now. Clock is ticking. Don't you want your cow back? Now Mary was worried. She knew that the devil had something up his sleeve. But what was it? It was that moment that she noticed something out of the corner of her eye. Aha! Now she had something up her sleeve too. Alright then, mister. Can you make me a bridge? If you can do it, it's got to be worth the first living thing, hasn't it? What a wise decision, if I may say so. Now, shut your eyes for me. Just a second now, and you will have your bridge. So Mary shut her eyes. There was another almighty roll of the Inside it, she thought she heard the sound of stone moving. Once she opened her eyes once more, there in front of her was a brand new stone bridge over the chasm above the river between her and the cow. Now, said the devil, I have fulfilled my part of the bargain. It is time for yours. You must give me the first living thing to cross that bridge. Now what the devil was counting on was that either Mary would call the cow, in which case the cow would cross the bridge and belong to the devil, and that would mean that Mary would have lost her means of sustenance and staying alive, and would probably die a long and painful death through poverty and starvation. And the devil does love a bit of misery. Or, even better, Mary herself would cross the bridge to fetch the cow in which case she would belong to him instantly and would be spirited away to his place downstairs. 
but what the devil didn't know was what Mary had seen out of the corner of her eye. In the bushes was that mangy old dog who was always following around for tidbits. Quick as a flash, she reached inside of her apron and pulled out a piece of cheese that she kept there. She rolled it across the bridge before the devil could stop her. And out of the bushes, chasing it like a ball, came that mangy old dog. And across the bridge it went. Rah! said the devil, because he knew he had been beaten. What use was a mangy old dog to him? So he disappeared in a flash of lightning and a whiff of brimstone. Mary went across, fetched her cow, and brought it, and her new most favourite animal, the dog, home with her. The devil, of course, had left his bridge behind him. Well, it wasn't going to be much use to him where he was going. And so it got lots and lots of use. And when it got a bit old and tired, they built another one, but they were too scared to take down the original bridge, and so they built the second one above it. And so hopefully avoiding any curses from destroying the Devil's Bridge. And as this had worked the first time, when they needed a brand new bridge again, they built a third one above that. And all three bridges are still there. In a small town called Pontarvanach which means in Welsh, bridge over the river Menach. But its English name comes from this story, and it is called Devil's Bridge, not far from Strata, Florida, and Aberystwyth. And it is definitely worth a looky-loo. Mi fydd ein stori nesaf yn y Gymraeg. Our next story will be in Welsh. Am fwy o wybodaeth ac ebookiwn i, ewch at cyfarwydd.cymru. For more information and to book us, go to cyfarwydd.cymru. Thank you.